Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler, episode number 249. Today's topic is you've spoken at a WordPress meetup. Now what? Let's go around the room real quick, get everyone introduced. Bobby, you're in the first person in alphabetic order. We have sorted the arrays, and you are the one that will be uh, speaking first. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Bobby. I am a WordPress freelancer slash front-end developer, and I have spoken at a couple of WordCamps, so this is right up my alley, and I've organized one. Awesome. How about you, Brian? Yes, uh, Brian Hogg, author of several WordPress plugins, a couple of video courses, and also past organizer of WordCamps and meetups and all those good things. Sweet, man. Good to have you. How about you, Chris? I'm Chris Wigman. I'm a developer for University of Florida. Uh, currently in exile in Chicago, and uh, I've spoken, <laughs> sp spoken at a few WordCamps and other events over the years, meetups and what have you. Sweet, man. Good to have you on. How about you, George? Hi, I'm George Stefanis. I work on Jetpack by day, and by evening I try to hide from my computer. Uh, and I look forward to seeing anyone that wants to stop by my session at WordCamp US this year. Sweet. <laughs> John Brown, how about you, my friend? Uh, I run a company called Nine Seeds that does custom WordPress development. I'm also a full-time digital nomad traveling the planet. Um, I did settle down long enough in Hawaii to run WordCamp Maui. Uh, I got to co-organize WordCamp uh, Orange County last year uh, and uh, am a frequent speaker sponsor at meetups and WordCamps and more. So uh, looking forward to this one. Sweet, man. How about you, Russ? It sucks that I'm the boring one out of all this. So I'm Russ. <laughs> I live in Las Vegas. Um, I, I started speaking at meetups, and then I started speaking at WordCamps, and then I organized WordCamp uh, Vegas 2015, and I work at WebDev Studios. That's not boring. <laughs> it's that definitely not... not traveling the world and setting it on fire like uh, John Brown over there. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog, and I um, I'm a co-organizer of the um, the Whittier WordPress Meetup, and I also helped out over in the Orange County um, WordCamp. So, and also last night, if you guys didn't watch it last night on uh, WP Blab, we actually uh, talked with uh, Jennifer Bourne about how she's um, using different tactics and stuff to be able to bring in new um, speakers. And we kind of talked a lot about that. So make sure you go take a look at that over on WPWaterCooler.com. I wanted to call in so bad last night, like we used to do on Blab, where you could just push the button and call in, and I couldn't. And it, I was like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. You know, we just can't we can't pull that off anymore on uh, on Hangouts. But cool. <laughs> too many crazies trying to call in. Like, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> Vegas. Anyway. First time caller, long time listener. <laughs> I, I thought it was a wonderful show yesterday, though, Jason. I, I thought it was wonderful talking about meetups and like seeing what Jennifer does with her meetup and how she changes it. And, and I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was a good extension to do that particular type of um, content and then come into this and say, okay, now that we've talked about all that for a whole hour, half an hour wise with all of you folks, like how do we, how do you go about? Um, now that you've spoken, what do you do next? And so I think I think the idea is that you know we have people that go to these meetups, they speak, and then they go, okay, well, um, I want to do something else. What's my next thing? And you know, since it, they took a lot of time to figure out, okay, I want to talk about this particular topic. They're scared. They they're just not public speakers. Any of those sorts of things. It's it's interesting to see like what is it that you guys have done. Now that you've spoken at a WordCamp, 
and at WordPress Meetup. So what's, I mean, what's your next step? I mean, you you can be like Bridget or Shada Toriabi and just go straight from Meetups to WordCamp US. Like like that's what <laughs> that's one way to do it. <laughs> Oh well, so, let's face it. Shade has been around for a while before that. So. Sure, yeah. sure, fair enough. John, John, you were going to say something. Oh, I was going to say. So I'm in. Uh, one of the things I love, going back to the Jennifer thing, and then coming back to the meetups. Um, one of the things I love with traveling is seeing how different meetups get run in different locations. Uh, if you're ever traveling and you get a chance to go to WordPress meetup, uh, it's an awesome thing to do uh, if you get the time. Um, there's still one in Maui. If you are ever in Maui and decide you want to go to a WordPress meetup, go do that. Um, here in Albuquerque, there's a bunch of them. And it's interesting because they're organizing a WordCamp Albuquerque in February, um, or last weekend of January. I get this confused. Um, and they're looking for speakers. And I talked to some of their organizers here the other day, and it's like there's a lot of imposter syndrome with people who maybe have spoken at a meetup and are afraid to speak at a WordCamp. And then you get other people who, um, like this guy Alonzo, who's local, um, he applied to like seven WordCamps, had no idea, like, different topics, some lifestyle stuff, some technical stuff, uh, and got a, uh, approved for WordCamp New York City. She's like, it's amazing. Like, his first WordCamp talk will be WordCamp NYC. And he's like, I, I thought that was the last one I would get approved for, but the other ones didn't. And it comes down to kind of what you're talking about, uh, whether it's a good fit for the camp. Um, and he was like, I was really nervous about it until I realized it's really just my own story. Like, it's how he went from... Um, being like a liberal arts major, uh, going to a dev boot camp, uh, starting an agency, and now has like a 13-person agency a couple of years later. Um, it's kind of a, a rags-to-riches story for that. The, but the, the point funny, is, the everybody funny thing can about, story. The funny thing about Albuquerque, though, is that there's a lot of automaticians there, and, and you would think that they would just have that, that experience. Is there a city left without a lot of automaticians for these meetups? <laughs> uh... Even Hamilton's got like two or three now. There's, there's not a lot in Las Vegas, I'll, I'll be honest. And, and if they are, they don't show up very much. <laughs> yeah, that's... If we have any in Vegas. That's what I'm saying. I think there's one or two. So that, oh, we have that, a map. So that transition from going to um, I just attend a meetup to I finally got enough courage to stand up in front of everybody and explain how I did this really cool thing with CSS or really cool thing in PHP or whatever, to now it's like, okay, now I've actually spoken enough times I maybe went to other meetups that are in the area and kind of used that content over and over again to kind of hone it a little bit. Now it's like, okay, now I want to go to a meetup or I want to go to a WordCamp and I actually right. want to you know, really present this. Um, you know, I, I've seen people at meetups, um, you know, do their talk as kind of a test just to see how, you know, how is it that their, their peers that know them are going to respond to it and then thinking, okay, now I know this stuff and I really have it figured out. I want to go to a meetup and I want to actually present there. That's, yeah, how, that's how my very first uh, WordCamp came along. So I used to speak in Vegas and I used to buy John Hawkins beers at our meetup. And he, in exchange, he would let me speak. And so, like, for the first three... To five beers. off the moderators. Five beers equals 30 minutes, if you guys didn't know that. But so, for the very first three months, I spoke about three plugins. And then, after three months, WordCamp uh, Vegas 2012 came up. And so, I put all three of those talks together. And that was my very first talk for, for WordCamp. And that's, that's what... 
There's no reason why you can't do WordCamp right out the gate too. If you don't have a local meetup or you just attend maybe a couple meetups and then the WordCamp's coming up. I mean, don't be afraid to uh, to apply to the WordCamp directly. That's totally like, that's isn't WordCamp Las Vegas coming up and need speakers? It, it, it's coming up in like a, uh, a couple weeks and uh, they just closed the submission yesterday. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I can say what... Go ahead, go George. Ahead. No, go ahead. You're up. I, mean, I can say legitimately from uh, a organizer perspective that the number one thing we need is people willing to speak. Yes, um, 100%. Because, I mean, otherwise, the meetups get very boring with just us talking every month. Uh, so, uh, yes, by all means, apply to speak to uh, your word camps and larger events, but also speak to different meetups. I mean, if there's other meetups within a short drive of you, uh, speak to them because I guarantee you the organizers would love to have more voices and more individuals willing to come in and talk about a variety of topics. And if you're ever feeling like, oh, what I have to say isn't important enough or isn't valuable enough, ask the organizer because I can all but guarantee you they would be delighted to uh, talk and maybe even uh, suggest a couple different directions worth mentioning in your talk. I was yeah, actually I had I was the actually, opposite. <laughs> I was actually going to touch on it and just say that, like, I think a lot of people feel like that they're they, they're not an authority or like they don't know whatever. And like, what what you don't realize is that even if you're wrong, somebody in that room is going to tell you like like what you're doing wrong, and then the entire meetup now learned something cool. So mm-hmm. like, don't be afraid, you know. Yeah. Plus, so, if you're brand new to it, then it's almost better because you're you you have it fresh in your mind, you know. Yeah. Well, that can end badly at some meetups though too. If you don't know the audience and you're just stepping in with the audience, some people get pretty rude with calling people out we've seen it at meetups mm. we've seen it at word camps that's for a first-time speaker that's not exactly the best words of encouragement hopefully the organizer the meetup can the help or- yeah the yeah, organizer needs to, they're welcome to leave. shut that down oh yeah no i agree <laughs> completely but it doesn't necessarily shutting down after of the wrong comments been said isn't going to help yeah. a new speaker build confidence I've got to back up. I had the exact opposite uh, experience of Russ and Hawkins in Vegas. Basically, I was bribing people to speak with five beers. Yes. Because it was really hard to get people to speak. And it goes back to what George said. It was like, I, I, I'm, this sounds narcissistic, but it was like the John Brown show for a while because I was the only one who would speak. Um, and that had a problem as an organizer in that everyone thought that the topics I talked about were the only ones that were available, even though I would yeah. endlessly say... Look, we all learn, no matter how advanced or beginner your talk is, it is going to help someone in the room, including the more advanced people who are learning what the issues are, the less advanced people. Um, but it's a big thing. And the same thing, I think, is true of WordCamps. Um, don't feel like a WordCamp talk has to be the most advanced thing in the world. Um, it really just has to be, as Andrea Middleton used to always say, just tell your story. Everybody has their story. It's authentic. It's true. If, if you stick to telling your own story... Nobody can argue that your story is untrue. It's, it's yours. Um, and it doesn't matter how beginner or advanced it is. There are There is an audience for both of those. Whether the, it's talking about, yeah. The advice that John Hawkins gave me here in Vegas is that w- when you speak, it's what is the problem and how do you solve it? And as long as you say, I was trying to do this, I installed this plugin with this setting and here's how I solved it. Like, that's a very simple topic. Like, I think sometimes, and I'm very guilty of this, is I'd be like, oh, and there's this other setting, and there's this other page, and there's this, you know, like, you just have to focus on what's the problem, how do you solve it, and you'll 
automatically out of the gate, you'll give better word campaigns. Yeah, and then they're so overwhelmed if you do that, and then they don't remember anything, and that's terrible. You should give a talk, actually. Yeah. The problem was I couldn't speak here. Uh, the solution was that I gave a bunch of beer. Uh, I don't know what the lesson is here, but here's my talk. <laughs> Does anybody else ever have meetups with uh, like deep dive discussions and things like that? Because I know there's when we did we, when Austin we did, it did it was, yeah, Austin used to pull some speakers out of that, if I remember correctly. Over time, when people got a little more comfortable with the group, Bobby we start, could feel me we, then better we, there. We, we started doing open discussions in our group. So, like, we would say, like, why do you love Jetpack? And then we'd let everybody in the room be like, oh, I use it for this, and I use it for this. And then we'd say, great, you're speaking next month. You know, like, we used to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they would. I don't remember ever going that far, but they used to have a deep dive in Austin, which did really good. And I know some of the speakers toward my, the end of my tenure there came out of that those types of groups as they got more comfortable with the meetup in general. So for what it's worth, I just heard from Robert, the new lead organizer after Russ for WordCamp Las Vegas. They will stay, take, still take speaker submissions today if anybody wants to speak at WordCamp Las Vegas. So get on the site, submit it, go speak at Las Vegas. Fancy. Like that's all it takes. You don't have to have the whole talk planned out. You get the whole airplane thing and airplane tickets and everything for the rest of this group. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But we should talk about that. Like, what does it take to get um, submitted to, like, how do you submit to speak at a WordCamp generally? And what's it take to get approved? Usually, literally, I mean, like you it, said, a name, paragraph. You know, you don't have to have all the slides. So, I, I mean, it, it's as simple as saying, like, I want to talk about this. And here's who I think it's going to be helpful for is, you know, like beginners or intermediates or advanced. And then, um, you know, just, writing some kind of definition about what you're, you know, loosely going to talk about, and that will kind of get you in. Yeah. So, I mean, there's all sorts of stuff on the process of speaking into WordCamps. It means we can keep going on about why folks should, but I mean, the process itself isn't hard. You go to the website, you put in your information, and it's not like you need to do a full article or a full like journal piece that's peer reviewed in order to pitch it. I mean, some larger like PHP world conferences might do that, but WordCamps are meant to be more friendly and accessible. So, uh, and then once, if you're accepted, um, you can go through and build out your slides and please don't get too designy on your slides. I mean, white text on a black background is fine. Uh, yes. It's honestly preferable for folks because it's more readable than what a lot of folks do. Not only that, but but like look, keep your slides to you know like a few words. Like you don't want to have paragraphs. You want to have like make a backup in big letters, and like that can just be your slide for this you know short paragraph or whatever. That's so much easier than trying to like. Well, here I'm going to read everything on this screen. Just follow along. Yeah, this is probably. Oh, please don't time. do that. This well, is probably because, because then as you speak, you're actually looking back at the thing and you're not engaging no, 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 the no, audience, no. and then, yeah, it goes wrong. You can well, have paragraphs is, in your speaker notes, but yeah. <laughs> not anybody, on the if you want to get better at slides and things too, there are groups that could help. There's things like Toastmasters and stuff like that that are really, really good at helping people boost their speaking and their public appearance and working on slides and things like that. There are I did Toastmasters for years, a couple of, like in my former corporate life. We had a Toastmasters chapter. Uh, Elena got involved in it when we were in Hawaii with the Maui Toastmasters chapter through a Rotary Club thing. They're all over the place. And it's a great way to get more comfortable with public speaking and 
developing slides and all that stuff. Exactly. Our camps are probably one of the best and most you know welcoming groups that you could ever speak to either first or graduating from a meetup to uh, to a WordCamp. Because yeah, if anyone's super rude while you're talking, they uh, the organizers really should step in. And I've I don't think I've ever seen that happen, uh, fortunately. Which is I, I've or, seen a few Twitter shaming need to happen. We we actually have this thing here in Vegas. It's something that I learned is that even though um, the question isn't directed to you as the organizer of the meetup or as the WordCamp, it's kind of directed to you because you're kind of the authority for that, right? So it's like you're you're the organizer, and someone says, you know, what's the best way to whatever, and if bad advice is given, you kind of need to correct that because you don't want bad advice to be out there. So even though the question isn't directed to you. It's still, you know, you're, you're CC'd on that email is what I'm getting at. <laughs> I use this. That's a really interesting question, but I don't know that I'm the right person to answer it for you. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where it's, it's like, well, I make a backup using this. And it's like, well, wait, hold on. You didn't know that, <laughs> that there's like a security vulnerability with that. You should be using this other thing. It's one of those kind of situations where even though, yeah, you could use that plugin within the last few days, here's an issue, here's a better alternative. It, it's kind of staying up on that. Some, and, uh, oh, I was going to say someone, speaking of security, someone actually had a thing where uh, they were saying that WordPress was insecure by default. <laughs> and they're like, whoa, 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 okay, we're cutting you off here. <laughs> so yeah, it's good to there, step in. There are, that's there why, are you, that's why of, I give them the five beers after their talk, not uh, before. Uh, <laughs> well, so, the secu security is always a fun one, because that's always the one that if, if, if you're not familiar with speaking at it, somebody's going to come up to you afterwards and be like, thank you for that. I realize WordPress just isn't for me. I, don't, I, I just can't handle this. I, I've seen so many security speakers do that exact mistake <laughs> security is also a big draw like that's one of our oh, biggest yeah. uh attended meetups is whenever we we do uh security talks and i usually try to do that you know once every three months or something like that and can get a big thing but now robert the lead organizer he's doing a security talk every month and like we're seeing you know at least 20 percent higher uh new attendees come every month wow hey bobby you had something to say yeah, I was just, everybody's talking about really great topics. So um, how I made the transition, how I decided to make the transition over from just speaking at a meetup and going and going full force for a WordCamp is seeing, uh, you know, determining during my talks at a meetup, like how many questions I got at the end. So a really great gauge on whether or not you're talking about something that people really love or want to learn more about is how many questions you get at the end of something. It doesn't mean that necessarily your presentation sucked. It's just that people really want to learn way more than you had time to provide them. And that's one of the greatest indicators of, hey, you've got a really good talk that a lot of people need to learn about. Um, for me, it was uh, all about child theming and doing some other things in order to, to do that, especially like when you're facing something in, in like a framework like Genesis and things like that. So after getting a lot of feedback and, and just a ton of questions, I'm like, hey, I'm going to take this on the road. And I applied for it at a WordCamp, and I got it. That's awesome. I, I think I think when you when you go from that next step of, OK, I've, I've really figured out how this thing's going to work, and now I want to start talking about this in a larger scale. That, that I mean, come on, Bobby. You know that was that had to have been like a pretty difficult thing to like say. Okay, now I'm going to stand in front of a bunch of a room with a bunch of people that I don't know that I, I can potentially not know anyone in the whole room, and now I'm going to do this talk that I just did at, at my local meetup. It's almost so, better because yeah. you'll never hard, see them right, again, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That was hard, right, Bobby? I mean, going from that. 
yes and no, because it was a chance to, I saw how popular that topic was and it was a chance to spread the knowledge that I had shared before to another group that may not have heard it before. Because, you know, with, with meetups and even with WordCamps, you're going to be cycling in new people all the time. It's not going to be the same old users. It's not going to be like the superstars. It's not going to be people that are very experienced. You're still going to get beginners or people who've never even heard of WordPress before just decide, hey, I'm going to go see what all of this is about. So I, I think keeping an open mind and not worrying about, yeah, I did this talk before. This is just repetitive or people have already heard about this for it, you got to leave that behind and, and just do it. Chris Lemma gave two pieces of, of advice that, that I would like to share. And one of those is that you're always five minutes ahead of somebody and five minutes behind somebody else. That's one thing to remember. And then the other thing is, is that people will remember you for either 30 minutes or 30 days after your talk. So if you're afraid that people are going to think, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about or whatever, you only got to worry about that for 30 days and then try again. <laughs> <laughs> so any other tips of jumping from uh, from a meetup to work camp? So w when I did Vegas 2015, I actually wanted new speakers only. Like we, we had a couple people who submitted and, you know, like I brought a couple of my friends and stuff because you, you do kind of need that that pull to get people in the door. But my objective was is that if it's already on WordCamp TV or WordPress.tv, I didn't want to see it again because you can just go watch that video, right? Like we didn't need another how-to use the dashboard or how to install multi-site like those videos already exist let's talk about hmm. something fresh and new and that's interesting because it wouldn't like a lot of people a might not know about wordpress.tv or b want to learn it in person and and, well, and ask questions so kind of it's one of the things was that on the speaker form i actually said like go to wordpress tv go to the search and type in whatever you're talking about and like let's see if there's videos that come up you know and like when you see videos like like six of the same thing you're like okay that's been covered child themes done are you doing something cool like grandchild themes with Genesis? Let's talk about that. You know, something like that. Bobby came alive. That's what I'm saying. It's one of those things where I want to see new and fresh because I think that keeps WordCamp content going. You know what I mean? Hmm. I think I that know. means that you probably need to tell everybody at the beginning of the of the event, hey, just so you know, there's plenty of stuff that you can look at on YouTube. There's plenty of stuff you can look at on WordPress TV. Feel free to take a look at that stuff, you know, and I guess you kind of almost have to set the stage in that, hey, you know, all these things that have been talked about all the time, if you're going to go about this, about it this way. Because um, I mean, me personally, I mean, especially like uh, from what I heard from from Jen last night at, uh, at WordCamp Sacramento, that they had an entire room devoted to just newbies. And that room was too small and they had to move it and then they had to move it again. So they had 175, 180 newbies, um, you know, kind of standing room only type of thing going on there. And those folks don't even know how WordPress works yet. So yeah. I so, guess you so, kind of have to gauge a little bit about how that how that community is and how the people that are going to be showing up are going to be. It's it's a lot of prep. I mean, I put a lot of effort into saying, hey, we're doing this at WordCamp. We're not going to have, you know, like how to install, how to whatever. But there's some great resources over here. And, you know, I kind of when, when they walked into WordCamp day one, they, you know, hopefully they had some kind of basic little knowledge. And then those other talks would kind of flow into that. You know what I mean? But you do have to do a lot of prep to say, hey, you should at least, you know, have some kind of understanding to up to this point. And we set that bar really low. Like, it, I call it the Steve Zangit bar, like his blog post. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
just really low. <laughs> One other tip I thought actually of graduating, right, from a meetup to a work camp is sometimes you have to travel there, right? So who better to travel with than other people at your meetup and potentially either split an Airbnb or something like that. So um, if that's kind of an inhibitor of, you know, applying to something like Vegas, you know, yeah, you might need to fly. So that might add a bit more expense. But if it's within driving distance, you know, carpooling and Airbnb, that's quite common, especially around here. We've got Buffalo, oh, Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, a road trip. So we do that a lot too. We do Salt Lake City and then we do all the ones in LA and San Diego. And I mean, Phoenix is a 45 minute flight. Um, New Mexico is like an hour and a half flight. I mean, like that, that's what I kind of started doing. And then I wanted to get out of the West. So I spoke at Minneapolis and then I'm trying to go, you know, like North Carolina, Philadelphia, I'm trying to go that way. Cause like John said earlier, when you go to a different word camp, you kind of see like what this part of the country is focused on, you know, like that maybe they're still on backups or maybe they're doing advanced dev. Like you kind of get the, you kind of get a refresher of maybe I should be focusing on this. And then it makes your meetup better because now you're talking about different subjects <laughs> instead of getting in that loop all the time. Yeah. It's really the great. Loop. For me, WordCamps um, really should try to draw in from outside the region because it's really great to get that mixing of ideas, right? Like there's often a little bit of a group think that can go on in the meetup where everybody agrees that this is the plugin to use for this thing, or this is the right way to look at security here. And having outside speakers or bringing your opinions into that environment can be really beneficial to kind of diversifying those ideas and and getting out of that groupthink thing that can happen. So I love seeing speakers who travel in, um, you know, to give an outside view for sure. One of the cool things that we did in 2015 was the open discussion at the very end of the, of the, the day. And we let anybody raise their hand and ask a question. And then we let anyone raise their hand and answer that question. And what that, what that did was like that showed like Dustin Meza from WP engine that dude answered a hundred questions, Ben Fox, he answered a hundred questions. And what that showed is that even though they didn't show up and, uh, uh, they didn't show up to speak. They're still knowledgeable. So even though that, you know, we put all this emphasis on the speakers, there's actually a lot of people in that meetup room or in those WordCamp rooms that also know those answers, you know, <laughs> and, and maybe one of that, one of that things is letting them answer a question in a big public forum. Maybe they do submit to speak next year. I was going to say that gives them a little confidence boost in a, in a short <laughs> Every, everybody didn't boo me. That was great. This is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> I think that also goes along along the lines of uh, lightning talks as well. So if the if the if the that particular WordCamp is doing a lightning talk, and you're like, I don't know if I have you know 30 minutes worth of content to be able to put out there. I can only have this amount amount of stuff. Maybe that might be your your gateway into speaking is to do a little lightning talk and kind of work through that or a panel yeah. as well, right? A panel. Or I, I or saw. Oh, Sorry, Bobby. Go. <laughs> or if you're at a WordCamp that has enough room, um, one of the ideas that we had for Austin the year I organized it was to have you know whiteboards set up around so that people could, you know, do little breakout sessions if they decided that they wanted to talk about something and you know nobody had to you know formally apply. They could just throw up, hey, I've got this thing I want to talk about after you know I watch so and so, you know, just to share the ideas around. So that could always happen too. You don't have to like be a, like <laughs> an assigned speaker. You could, if you have that ability, just say, "Hey, I want to talk about this over here in this corner. Join me." 
and we'll talk about it. That sounds like a fun uh, word uncamp or word unconference. <laughs> word camp Minneapolis 2015, they actually did a, an open lightning talk. They did a breakfast Sunday morning at this bar and there was just an open stage with the projector. You got like three to four minutes or whatever. And that's the first time that I saw uh, Jamal from the, the OC and he talked about uh, uh, using these colors for people who might be colorblind or whatever. And that was one of the best talks I've ever seen at a WordCamp period. It happened to be a lightning talk that he just jumped up on stage and was like, I'll do it. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want to, I want to close out a little bit here by saying that um, if you do end up speaking at a meetup or if you do end up speaking at a WordCamp, um, take the time and, and kind of do a recap of what you talked about and write a blog post about it. I mean, we build a system that has a blogging engine built into it. Feel free to use that thing to actually write some stuff about the things that you did. Make sure you put that stuff into, you know, what, some type of slide sharing system. There's a whole bunch of them that are out there. There are people that also just do slides themselves in HTML and CSS3 and blah, 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 blah. You can do those things as well. But do those types of things so that way people are able to find that information about you. And you also end up having a little bit of a, um, a kind of a, an archive of the things that you've done in the past so that when you go to speak someplace else, so you can say, I spoke here, here's a link to this, I spoke here, here's a link to this. So make sure you do that so that way folks are able to find you and be able to learn more about you. That's about it, folks. That's about it. So make sure you go over to our website at wrcore.com. You can click on the links there to subscribe. If you enjoyed this content, we really appreciate the little thumbs up button. And um, if you're listening to this as a podcast, feel free to uh, share this with uh, other people that listen to podcasts. Uh, I, I love seeing people posting this stuff on Twitter and Facebook and that sort of thing. So, And if you want to see us every week, hit this uh, the notification little bell at the bottom. <laughs> Check him out. You watch us on YouTube. All right, folks. You all have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye